is up? It is Dave. It is Duncan back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from Danish post-metal ensemble Late Night Venture. The band's new album, Five Bones of the Extinct, was released on March 17th via Trepanation Recordings and Vinyl Troll Records. So... Um, album number five, if you hadn't guessed. Uh, I, I had wondered about the V. Yeah. Um, the band, um, as always, recorded the music live, uh, this time with producer Patrick Fagtrope uh, in the legendary Sweet Silence studio, um, who have worked with Metallica and Morbid Angel, to name a couple of bands. Uh, the album was then mastered by a guy... I don't know if you've heard of him, a guy called Brad Boatwright. The name doesn't ring a bell for me, but sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> sounds like it sounds like that person had a different name and then changed it. <laughs> we love you, Brad. We Brad, love you, you're the man. You're the man, Brad. Um, okay, so um, a little bit of info on this. Even though the album is void of an actual concept, a clear theme has still emerged, more or less subconsciously, nevertheless. Is as that all, theme, this is fucking awesome? <laughs> as we all should be aware by now, we live in a historical period of disruption, uncertainty and disturbing prospects. Once the world reopened after the pandemic, the band's two lyricists, Michael and Jonas, had something to say about what had taken place in the world since the last album was released. Additionally, personal experiences with death among the closest relatives left an indelible impression which alongside the general contemporary wickedness shaped the basis for this album's examination of humankind and its future on the planet. Uh, Bones of the Extinct is an image of us watching the bones of ourselves, watching the consequences of our emotions, words and actions. One day our history will lay scattered as the bones of the extinct, not least if we remain on the current path determined by the greedy, prideful and vain. The world of mankind is still governed by these destructive forces. We will, as individuals, be able to change this in time before we fade away as species, or are we condemned to follow this path leading us to our demise? Mm. Um, so this band have been active since about 2005, um, now on their fifth album. Um, surprise we haven't came across this band before, by, by now, to be honest, before now. I mean, um, Denmark. There's, I know. Like, I think, I, know. I honestly, I know Jakob said to us when we were at, he was like that, no, the scene's just always been, I think there was like, some, I think Denmark had like a musical lockdown where like no band was allowed to be promoted for about fucking a decade because there's something that the last three years, mm. the quality <laughs> of music that have come out, that surprisingly not large country has mm. been fucking scary and it's every genre now. This is mm. every genre. Yeah. And now post-metal. Nothing is sacred, Dave. They're coming for everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely an interesting one. Um, um, yeah, as you say, this kind of sits in the, the kind of post-metal realm, but they've got a few... Sludgy. Let's do a few, <laughs> few additional strands in there as well. You know, you've got that... Do me, Dave. Do me. We better do me. We better do me. We better, <laughs> like... Kind of space metal. I don't know if that is, is that a thing. I, I know why you're leaning towards that. You're not an expert to talk about because you do not play the synthesizer. Uh, <laughs> I do. So yeah. So it's it's, it's it's something like that in there. I mean, I suppose there's space rock, so you can do space metal as well. You know, what I mean? yeah. it's got to be a thing. Um, I think it's science fiction infused. 
as a yes, it, it does have that kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. At times, some of the synth work reminded me of the synth work on Cultal and as Vertical. Yes, I'd agree with um, that. Um, so, tell me more, Duncan. What did you think of Five Bones of the Extinct? Well, we were doing three reviews, so you'll be able to track this back through what we're wearing on the video. <laughs> uh, we're doing three reviews today, and I said to you before we started recording, what did I say to you? Um, one of these albums will score very high. Yes. And have any of the ones I've reviewed thus far scored very high? Not very high. Right. So, so. by process of elimination, <laughs> I think you know where I'm going. I fucking loved this this is the shit by the way this is like the, this is my fucking jam um, now there's a couple of things that that make it that way right, right. um as prerequisite individual elements that i am predisposed mm. as someone of my ilk my upbringing musical interests to enjoy yeah. one of those uh-huh. is the power of the keys <laughs> and uh, when the power of the keys is used well mm. i'm a happy man when the power mm-hmm. of the keys is abused in a band Oh, I will so turn. Happy. I will turn this frown down even further. <laughs> um, so down frown. Okay. I mean, um, I do. I, I'm. I'm a connoisseur of the keys. I, I. I do genuinely enjoy moments where people capture sounds mm. and styles, but use them in smart ways. Mm-hmm. And this album's full of it, right? So the, the first thing to say is the keys in this album are fucking great. Love them. Love them all. When they go spacey, they're amazing. When they go huge, they go huge, and I love everything about them. Second thing, production. This one feels... I'm, I'm so... You fill in context, because I don't read the blurb. You fill in context to me. This does feel like live sound. Yeah. Right? Which I kind of... It gives... Post-metal of late, and we have just come through what we, I think we dubbed affectionately as 2022 was the year of post-metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have moved it to 2023, and we did kind of feel like, what's the next genre? And then this album comes out, which is uh, predominantly post-metal, and it just mm-hmm. reminds you that, well, I don't think the year's up yet. And technically, yeah. all those post-metal albums didn't come out to the middle of last year, so technically we're still in the year of post-metal. <laughs> so... Half a year and a half a year, do not be up, right? Then we'll <laughs> do the math. Do the fucking math, right? So I'd like I heard this, and what we heard on a lot of the other bands is a very cold, pristine production, mm-hmm. and that's just that's associated with specifically post metal is that yeah. idea of cold metallics. It's greys. It's you know, it's dark. It's you know, it's monolithic. Mm. And Late Night Venture are kind of the other way. It's kind of it's kind of more grounded. It's kind of more organic. It's kind of more earthy, and it's those sludgier, doomier elements that the band bring into their sound mm. that give it that. If you were to take this and make it more of a 2022 post metal production, mm. I actually think a lot of the character of this would be gone. Um, right. I like that. I like that kind of that open room echoey sort of thing they've got when stuff starts to drip out. I mm. enjoy that sound. Brad, who I did not know worked on this album, <laughs> hi Brad, um, has done a great job of levelling things out. The only gripe I might have on that is I like I did feel overall the album I'd like I had to really turn it up to get like the that yep. I wanted from it. Yep. But putting that on the shelf because you can always turn things up. It's what the gains for Dave. 
much what it gains for. Everything's clear as a bell here. Mm. Like, everything's clear as a bell. The beauty of Late Night Venture as it comes to the songwriting is I think they're really fucking good. Uh, like, weaving sections and like, they're a band that are extremely comfortable giving you a song that is predominantly 75% like frontman vocals. Mm-hmm. And then very happy to give you a song that's predominantly 5% frontman vocals um, mm. and have spacey, eerie, sci-fi injected, doomy, sludgy, post-metal, you know, just kind of waving over the top. Mm. And the first time I listened to it, I got to the end of it and, well, the first time I listened to it, I got to the penultimate track, which is Armed Warrior. And I was like, I'm, li- I'm liking this. I'm, I'm liking that. I'm, I'm really liking this. Mm. Um but it was missing something. I didn't know what was missing. I just, I, I wasn't sold. Mm-hmm. And then Prognosis Negative kicked in. Mm-hmm. Maybe my favourite riff of the year already. <laughs> see the... Like, see that is just like the sound of the planet being taken over by aliens. It's fucking <laughs> huge. I mean, it's absolutely huge. And that track is, weirdly, is the... It's the Rosetta Stone to the album. Like once mm. I heard that and I went back through it, all the stuff that was kind of like that's kind of cool became oh no, it's fucking excellent. It's it's the the track on the album where I first got a full glimpse of all the layering they're doing with the keys, mm. as well as how clever the vocals are in terms of how they're constructed, their placement, and the, the tone. Like specifically because they do that kind of post metal, predominantly monotone esque sort of vocal line. Mm. Um, it, it was on that track that it kind of fit into place for me. And then on the second listen, which was immediately after, I was just like, mm. I need more of this. Uh, right back to the beginning and went through. All the parts made more sense to me um, on that next listen. I think it's, it's weird to describe because you kind of almost feel at times like, oh, well, I've heard... I've, Cult of Luna's done that, or The Ocean's done that, or you're mm-hmm. kind of pointing at bands, but I think what Late Night Venture do really, really well is make things their own. Mm-hmm. Like, they put their own little twist on it, and, like, it's underpinned by a lot of really, really, really fucking excellent vocal lines, like, specifically, and, like, some of them don't come in. You could have, like, a, I think it's a Reappear, which is track three, which predominantly runs without vocals, mm-hmm. and you don't the weird thing about it is you don't miss them when they're not there and that's not because they're you know uninspired or unopposing in previous tracks it's just you get lost in the music mm-hmm. and then those vocals kick in towards the end and when they were hitting in I was just like fucking hell like I'd, like, I'd almost completely forgotten that they had vocals like it's weird and on the, the, the more I listened to it the more I kind of found myself at times, like, just really enjoying the fucking balls of a band to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, a, like, a band to say, right, this, like, what you're listening to right now, the, the the focal point isn't about what we're singing about, it's the way we're playing the song. And I got transfixed. And they do that a lot. They do that through Reappear and into Hate Speech and a little bit of Prognosis Negative as well, where there's a kind of open sections where they build it back up. The keys, the keys are kind of layered as well, which I really enjoy. It's never one singular tone, although they do kind of do that in parts. What I loved about it is you get a kind of almost contrast between these huge atmospheric sort of strings, but also these kind of retro 
70s kind of sci-fi sort of synthy sims as well, which I mm. fucking love. Um, once again, we've mentioned this band tonight, but it did remind me a little bit of The Sword um, when they were talking to us on the tour. Um, oh, and I can't remember the name of the album now, but it was a fucking great album. Uh, second last album that they released. You can go back and check it out. Um, the They talked about, like, like really kind of getting geeky about synth sims and you know trying to try to get things that would fit the music as opposed to sitting there and fucking around with modulators to try and find something they could fit in mm. that's kind of what i got here it's not like the sims are varied enough but at no point did i feel like oh <laughs> wrong error um mm. you know it was never that way at all it just kind of it, it just fit so fucking well um, and then the music, I, I I loved it. Like it has, yes, it has a repetitive nature about it. It sits in that kind of sludgy post metal, doomy world where a riff will run, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's okay to sit with that riff and just let. It, but I think they do enough with those riffs to make them really interesting. And a lot of that, once again, comes down to, you know, on the fifth time it's coming back round, some keys come in just to. to you know, expand out or something changes or a vocal line comes back when you're not expecting it. So across the board, I was kind of transfixed by this. I I love this. I think it has a really roomy, raw, organic side, mm. which is almost button heads in the nicest possible way. You know, like how like sheep have sex, you know, how like, <laughs> fucking they bang their... The bang, the the, the smoosh of stuff. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know how, if that's how sheep have sex. I'm just, I'm just extrapolating. But no, it, it, like it, it butts heads with a style mm. which is usually demanding of something so much colder, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have that. There's there's a there's a reverby kind of roomy quality about it, which like your press statements kind of articulated the reason behind that mm. but it, it kind of elevates the sound it, it makes it more interesting it gives it more depth um i i think this is fucking great i like i like i i kind of they, they had me in um mm. and yes a lot of that has to do with synths i'm, I'm not ashamed to say that you put good <laughs> synths in a band it will make your band better you put bad synths in a band it will bring your band down <laughs> um they've got the best version of it and um, this is fucking great. Yeah, once again, another another Danish band that mm. have come to my attention five albums in since two thousand and five. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's it's fucking brilliant. I, mm. I really, 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 really like this one. I'm very, very, very happy that you picked this because mm. um, otherwise I don't know how I would have ever heard this. Yeah. Another one of these ones where if I have not heard them by now, yeah. when yeah. was I ever going to hear them? So yeah, yeah I, I thought it was fucking great. Oh, nice, nice. Um, what did I think? Um, Get you to the bin, Buchanan. Don't start your <laughs> shite. Uh, um, okay, so yeah, this very a very expansive album. Um, not something that's full of kind of conventional like verse chorus type tracks. Um, these are you know very sprawling, layered, quite slow burning. And uh, take you in and out of this, almost I got almost kind of like a like a post-apocalyptic feeling, mm. um, but with that kind of post-metal, um, but and it's against this kind of kind of cosmic kind of background, um, and it can it can be quite a like a, a challenging listen due to the the kind of 
the dense kind of layered arrangements. There's a lot of nuance here um, that you'll maybe not pick up on the the first listen. So um, you need to. I think the re- repeat spins of this do kind of improve the listen to kind of fully soak it in. And it took me a few listens to kind of get it. Um, but once I did, it started to click more into place. Um, I, I did love the atmosphere on this. I think the um, it's like it's got a huge like post-metal side. Like, it, like as you said, a very Cult of Luna-esque vibe. Mm. Um, but it's also got this very atmospheric kind of space-themed background, which for me was kind of the element that separates them from other bands. Yeah. Um, yeah. it, it gives almost the same effect as like adding in like a post-rock element but they've given it their own kind of spin with a more kind of spacey vibe um, and I think it, it does add to the kind of size of the album I think tracks like um, Mammoth um, they sound huge from the get-go um, and it's primarily because of that kind of layer of synths and atmosphere sitting in the background it kind of it almost reminded me of a, like a more a more post-metal Willhaven um, mm. Like I, I found very similar tones um, between the two bands. Um, that Mammoth track in particular had a bit of a kind of Wilhaven vibe in the kind of sense. Um, but I feel like that element, that layer, all does really kind of hang this album together as well. Um, I think if you take that spacious element out, this becomes a very different album, um, and probably one that wouldn't sound as interconnected um, as it does. Um, I, I loved all the different textures, the levels of contrast they use on this release. Um, there are tracks that kind of build from the ground up, like like Reappear, for example, which is very clean and picked, um, which was a little bit kind of mountaineer to begin with in the in the, the guitars. Um, mm-hmm. But then the layers start to come in with the synths, bit of percussion and bass, and it starts to develop into this kind of moment of uh, release where they go into a much kind of heavier uh, domain. Um, vocally, it pretty much sits within that kind of like very kind of scorched kind of vocal tone that you associate with the, the kind of post-metal releases. Um, there's not like a, a huge amount of variation, but there's a, a couple of kind of um, kind of cleaner moments um, that are kind of like a like a like a low kind of baritone mm-hmm. vocal, almost spoken word as well. Um, you hear it on tracks like Hate Speech, so that adds a, a slightly kind of darker tone in certain tracks I'm not sure if I loved it to be honest um, I think it's more a texture thing than it is necessarily a, yeah, it's, like a vocal thing if you know what I mean I think it's, it's to add something yeah. I, I, I wouldn't disagree with you there I wouldn't yeah. disagree with you there uh, I found it a wee bit distracting um, I don't know I don't know if that was because when I, when I heard it it kept reminding me of of Iron Lung from Scissor Fight oh fucking hell <laughs> um, so it just kept kind of throwing me when I kept hearing it um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm still not sure about it. Um, yeah, it's, and it's not like a like a hugely memorable album vocally, but I think the tone from uh, Michael Falk is great. I think it adds the intensity to the overall album. Um, I think as much as this is tied well together tonally and flows well, I did feel there were moments where this loses a bit of direction. Um, I'm sorry, I'm losing you, Dave. <laughs> um, <laughs> Armed Warrior. Um, <laughs> was one that kind of goes in this like three minute expedition of just like weirdness like weird space synth like noises awesomeness yep i get yeah um, i hear what you're saying awesome although, spacey synth yeah dave yeah i um, heard it as well it's great and although it does come back to the original riff from the start of the track i felt like it it kind of wandered a little bit too much um and it, it 
there was just there was nothing there that made me want to kind of come back to it again. Um, I know you loved the synth, so that was enough for you. But for me, fuck it was, you, Dave. It was just it was missing something. Um, I think I agree with you. I think they finish off the album extremely well. I think. Oh, that riff, man! Like, that I last want that track. Riff play. That's my funeral march. <laughs> Walk with the coffin. Go. I just fucking they do play my coffin like a guitar using that riff. <laughs> we'll string it up. Um, I think, uh, yeah, prognosis negative for me. It, it felt like probably one of the most complete tracks on the album. Um, it was probably my favourite track on the release in terms of the kind of arc of the track. I liked the way it built and gave you like lots of peaks and valleys throughout. Um, but I thought the way they used the synths and atmosphere on this one was was very well placed, and it felt like it elevated it in the right ways to to give it those kind of highlighted moments throughout the track. Um, Okay, production-wise, I think... Did I, you have I, to turn this up? Yes, yes. Right, um, cool. So it's, it's not just me. Like, no. it, it's, it's very evenly levelled and yeah. that you can pick everything out, but it, it is quiet. Yes, I think I think they've done a good job in terms of... They give the synths plenty of presence. I didn't feel like they were overpowered in the mix. Um, and I think the choice to to record this live works in the band's favor for the most part it sounds live mm. um so you know maybe lacks like that kind of like that sheen or polish that you normally get from like a, a kind of high studio finished album but i think the organic live sound adds to the tone they were going for in this album it feels very analog very vintage and um, so they probably wouldn't have achieved the sound they wanted had they gone with a more like yeah digitally enhanced production um i do feel like it is lacking something that's where i had to kind of like boost the volume a bit um i did feel like there was moments i was like i wish it was just giving me more um mm. it just it just didn't give me enough like like power or oomph or something there was just something missing in it that just kind of let it down a little bit for me um but yeah i did i did enjoy a great deal of this album um even though i had little kind of little issues kind of here and there throughout the album but yeah i still i still thought enjoy for a band i never heard of yeah i did i did enjoy this one um Okay, so scores. Um, what are you thinking for this uh, this album? This is a four point five. This is fucking great. This is fucking great. Mm. Uh, it's the best thing I heard this week that you gave right. me. Um, yeah, notwithstanding turning it up, like I say, you can always you can always get a louder pair of headphones. You can always mm. crank something up a bit louder. Not with, notwithstanding that, musically. Mm-hmm what the band's put together is completely in my wheelhouse. Like, right across the board. I'm not just saying that because there's a lot of sense. Um, I mean, just in general, the experimentation that they do works for me. The the, the build-ups and the tracks sit really, really well for me, and I mm. like the musical decisions here. Um, I also like the confidence of, mm. of a band that is happy to play with all those textures and forgo the aspect that a lot of bands feel have to has to predominantly be in every track, which is hmm. the vocals. The 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 understand at times it's weird that they use the vocals as the distortion pedal. Like that's the bit that yeah. that's when you know the track's gone heavy because the vocals come back. Yeah. Small choices like that are just really really interesting and hmm. against the grain. Um, I love the the, the kind of the, the the roomy analogy kind of all in a room together playing vibe on it because mm. once again it's against what I expect from the genre that they predominantly sit. It's mm. usually the other way around, and it adds an extra a quality to them that makes them kind of stand out. Also yeah. gives me a huge amount of respect for them because that can't be easy. 
mm. you know, doing it that way. It's, yeah. It must surely be much easier doing it the other way and piecing stuff together through different playthroughs. So I, I gain a bit more respect for them that way. And then lastly, like, I think this is the sort of album that I will remember at the end of the year. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm going to definitely come back to it and I will remember it at the end of the year because of all the not only because of all the good choices they make musically but at times because of the roughness of it mm-hmm. um so yeah I, it's a 4.5 for me i think this is mm-hmm. absolutely fucking great um like really 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 enjoyed this mm-hmm. nice um for me it's probably 3.5 um i brad boatwright just threw something across <laughs> the fucking room right now i i enjoyed a lot of it um i just felt like it did kind of wander a little bit for me too much at times um and the the production i'm, I'm kind of on the fence on like i like the the organic tone of it but I, I don't know if it's because i'm used to post-metal albums sounding so like huge I think and that's what it is yeah and when i hear this i'm like it feels maybe not as powerful, but there's something, yeah, it might be that. Um, but I think they got the tone of this album spot on. I think it feels very well connected um, as an album. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of gutted that I'm just hearing about them now at five albums in. Um, <laughs> Sounds like we have homework to do. Yes, Did we you do. listen to any of the previous stuff? No, I haven't. Right, no. so we, like, we, like, we do have homework to do then. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking more out. And I'll definitely, they're now on my radar, so I'll definitely be uh, keep my eye open for, for, for more stuff from them. So yeah, so this is uh, the new album um, from Late Night Venture. It's called Five Bones of the Extinct. Due on March 17th on Trepanation Recordings and Vinyl Troll Records. Links below to the band and their band camp. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Stick some comments in below. Uh, that is the review. Thank you so much for checking it out. Much appreciated. We'll be back with another review very soon. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye, <laughs> everyone.